Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. Jesus forgave us of all sin, past, present, and even future sin. The first time I realized that Jesus took the absolute penalty, punishment, all of it for my sins, that was freedom for me. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I am continuing a series that I just started yesterday talking about a sure foundation. I've got a brand new book out on this, first time we've ever offered it. And I tell you, this is powerful. And yesterday, I was kind of giving an introduction to this, just talking about how important the intimate knowledge of God's Word is to everything you do in the Christian life. You know, before I get back into all of this, let me just go back over the verses I used at the end of yesterday's program. This is out of 2 Peter chapter 1, and in verse 2 it says, Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. People are praying for God's goodness, His mercy, His grace, and they're praying for peace. They're wanting to overcome the stress and the... Uh, DISCOURAGEMENT AND THE HURTS AND THE PAINS OF THIS LIFE, AND THEY PRAY FOR THIS, BUT IT SAYS THAT GRACE AND PEACE COMES THROUGH THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOD. THAT IS SO PROFOUND. IF YOU HAVE A PROBLEM IN YOUR LIFE, YOU GOT A KNOWLEDGE PROBLEM. AND THEN THE NEXT VERSE JUST AMPLIFIES THIS AND SAYS, ACCORDING AS HIS DIVINE POWER HATH GIVEN UNTO US ALL THINGS, AND AS I SAID ON YESTERDAY'S PROGRAM IN THE GREEK, THAT ALL THINGS MEANS ALL THINGS. NOTHING THAT YOU NEED. IT SAYS, AS HIS DIVINE POWER HATH GIVEN UNTO US ALL THINGS THAT PERTAIN UNTO LIFE AND GODLINESS THROUGH THE KNOWLEDGE OF HIM THAT HATH CALLED US TO GLORY AND VIRTUE. EVERYTHING THAT PERTAINS UNTO LIFE AND GODLINESS, BEING LIKE GOD, COMES THROUGH THE KNOWLEDGE OF GOD. IF YOU HAVE A PROBLEM WITH HEALING, YOU'VE GOT A KNOWLEDGE PROBLEM. IF YOU'VE GOT A PROBLEM WITH JOY, YOU'VE GOT A KNOWLEDGE PROBLEM. IF YOU HAVE A FINANCIAL PROBLEM, YOU HAVE A KNOWLEDGE PROBLEM. IF YOU HAVE A RELATIONSHIP PROBLEM, YOU HAVE A KNOWLEDGE PROBLEM. EVERYTHING THAT GOD IS WANTING TO DO IN YOUR LIFE COMES THROUGH THE KNOWLEDGE OF HIM. PROVERBS 23, 7 SAYS, FOR AS HE THINKETH IN HIS HEART, SO IS HE. THE WAY YOU THINK IS THE WAY YOUR LIFE IS GOING TO GO. NOT THE WAY YOU PRAY, NOT THE WAY YOU BEG, NOT HOW DESPERATE YOUR SITUATION IS. You, YOUR LIFE IS GOING THE DIRECTION OF YOUR DOMINANT THOUGHTS, AND THE WORD OF GOD WILL CHANGE YOUR THOUGHTS. IT WILL CHANGE YOUR PERSPECTIVE. IT WILL GRANT YOU FAITH. ROMANS 10, 17 SAYS, SO THEN FAITH COMES BY HEARING, AND HEARING BY THE WORD OF GOD. AND YESTERDAY, THIS IS THE POINT I WAS TRYING TO GET ACROSS, THAT THE FOUNDATION OF EVERYTHING HAS TO BE YOUR KNOWLEDGE OF GOD THAT COMES THROUGH THE WORD OF GOD. AND I KNOW THAT THERE'S MANY PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM WHO YOU SAY, WELL, I BELIEVE THAT. BUT YOU KNOW, WHEN PUSH COMES TO SHOVE, THERE'S A LOT OF CHRISTIANS WHO SAY THEY BELIEVE THE WORD OF GOD. THEY BELIEVE THE WORD IS ABSOLUTELY ESSENTIAL. AND YET, THEY HAVE ALLOWED THIS WORLD TO COME AND DISCREDIT, DISCOUNT THE ACCURACY OF GOD'S WORD. DID YOU KNOW THIS IS EXACTLY THE TACTIC THAT SATAN USED AGAINST EVE? 
In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the serpent came and he says, Hath God said? Before he could get Eve to transgress and sin against God, he had to come against the Word of God because if the Word of God would have been dominating Adam and Eve, God had said in Genesis chapter 2, I believe it's verse 17, He says, You shall not eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day you eat thereof, you shall surely die. And if you look that up in the Hebrew that this was written in, it literally says that you shall surely die, die. It emphasizes that. And there's a couple of ways of looking at that is that you could die spiritually the moment you transgress and then physical death is the end result. Or you could just look at it as it was saying, they translated it, you shall surely die. It just emphasized that you are absolutely without a shadow of a doubt, no option, you are going to die. You will die, die. He repeated it. And yet the serpent came and says, Hath God said, You shall not eat of this? And the woman said, Yes, the Lord says we can't eat of it or even touch it, lest we die. See, she didn't say, Surely die. She says, It just might die. And then Satan came back and said, You shall not surely die. You shall not die, die. You sh it is not absolute. And then he began to twist it. And before he could get Eve to transgress and eat of the forbidden fruit, he had to get her to come against the Word of God. And I tell you, our society today does not honor the Word of God. There is, it is not only discounted or disbelieved, it's attacked. Our society, this political correctness, everything that we see happening, not only in the United States, but I mean in all Western countries, it is a world, it's actually the spirit of Antichrist. I could spend time verifying that, but this isn't just something that is natural or normal. It is demonic. There is a demonic power behind it. It's the spirit of Antichrist that's working, and it specifically is coming against the Word of God just exactly the way Satan did with Eve. And so this world does not honor, it discounts, and even discredits the Word of God. And I tell you, if you are going to go on and if you're going to have a good foundation and if you will allow God to build a structure in your life that will withstand the storms, as it says over in Matthew chapter 7, you are going to have to have a firm foundation that's built on the rock, the revelation of God's Word. And to do that, you got to believe in the Word of God. Listen to what Paul said to Timothy, his son in the faith, in 2 Timothy chapter 3. And in verse 14, he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures. Now, you know, there's a number of times that the Bible uh, right here and other places where it calls it the holy scriptures. These aren't just words. These aren't just things written by man. These are holy. They are given to us from God. And Paul says, You have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. And then he says in verse 16, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God might be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Notice verse 16, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Did you know if you look this up in the Greek, it literally means that it is God-breathed. 
And there's a number of our modern translations. I think the NIV, the Amplified, a number of different translations translate it this way, that all Scripture is God-breathed. This means that this isn't a book written by men about God. And it's not even a book that was written by men who were inspired by God. But then there's just a whole bunch of their own uh, carnal stuff in there and a lot of their own ideas. And so there's little mixture of God in there. No, this is saying all Scripture, all. And in the Greek, that means all, not part of it, all of it. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God. It is God-breathed. Man, that is powerful. If you put that together with 2 Peter chapter 1, you know, I use these verses at the first part of this chapter in the beginning of this program, but in 2 Peter chapter 1, Peter was talking about that the time of his departure, talking about his death was getting close, and he had written these things down so that they wouldn't forget them, they wouldn't lose them after he was gone. And then he began to say that, I know what I've written. These things that I've shared with you are inspired by God. And he began to give some verification of it. And he talked about that he walked with Jesus. He was there on the Mount of Transfiguration and he saw Jesus literally radiate light. The glory of God came out of him. He wasn't just a man. He was the Son of God in a physical body. And when he was on that Mount of Transfiguration with Peter, James, and John, it's like he pulled back the veil, the curtain of his flesh, and who he really was from, you know, in the beginning was God. Jesus created all things, and he limited himself for a period of time to that physical body so that he could pay for our sins. But on the Mount of Transfiguration, it's like he pulled back that veil and his glory began to shine out of him. And then the audible voice of God came out of heaven saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And then they saw Moses and Elijah talking with Jesus and telling him about his crucifixion and the things that were coming to pass. Man, this was awesome. And you know, the reason he's sharing these things here is to say that I know what I'm saying is true because I have, I didn't make this up. I saw it. I heard it. I've experienced it. He's saying that this is inspired of God. And after all of these things that he did to verify that his message was true, look at what he said in verse 19. He says, we have also a more sure word of prophecy. What could be more sure? Then seeing Jesus literally just release the glory of God, see, see a physical man transformed into a supernatural being, hear an audible voice of God, see the Shekinah glory of God, this glory cloud that overshadowed uh, the tabernacle in the Old Testament in the days of Moses. That glory cloud came and overshadowed Jesus and an audible voice came out of the cloud saying, this is my beloved son, hear him. And then they saw Moses and Elijah. What could be more sure than that? Verse 20 says, Knowing that no prophecy of the Scripture is of any private interpretation, for the prophecy came not in old time by the will of man, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. And again, if you go back into the Greek and look this up, uh, W.E. Vines, who is a, a scholar who commented on the Greek and Hebrew and things like this, he said here that this means that they were supernaturally moved 
COMPELLED ALONG. IN OTHER WORDS, WHEN THEY WROTE, ALL OF THIS IS SAYING THAT IT WASN'T MEN WRITING A BOOK ABOUT GOD. THIS WAS GOD WRITING A BOOK THROUGH MEN. THE BIBLE IS DIFFERENT THAN ANY OTHER BOOK THAT HAS EVER BEEN WRITTEN. IT WAS WRITTEN OVER A PERIOD OF 1400 YEARS BY OVER 40 DIFFERENT AUTHORS WHO SPOKE DIFFERENT LANGUAGES, THERE HAS NEVER BEEN ANOTHER BOOK ON THE PLANET ANYTHING LIKE THIS. THERE IS NO COMPARISON TO THE BIBLE. THE BIBLE HAS SOLD OVER, I, I DON'T EVEN KNOW, 10, uh, 10, 12 BILLION COPIES, AND IT IS PERENNIAL, THE uh, NUMBER ONE BEST-SELLING BOOK. MATTER OF FACT, I'VE GOT A TEACHING COMING OUT SOON THAT I'M ENTITLING uh, BIBLICAL WORLDVIEW. AND IN THE BEGINNING OF THIS TEACHING, I SPEND OVER AN HOUR JUST GOING THROUGH EXTRA-BIBLICAL THINGS THAT PROVE THE ACCURACY OF THE SCRIPTURE. I'M NOT GOING TO SPEND MY TIME DOING THAT RIGHT HERE BECAUSE, AGAIN, I COULD SPEND LITERALLY DAYS OR WEEKS ON TELEVISION DOING THIS. BUT I'LL HAVE THIS SERIES COMING OUT SOON. I ENCOURAGE YOU TO LOOK FOR IT. AND THERE ARE PLENTY OF MATERIALS OUT THERE THAT THEY CALL APOLOGETICS, WHERE THE SCRIPTURE SAYS THAT WE'RE SUPPOSED TO GIVE AN ANSWER OF THE CALLING THAT uh, LIES WITHIN US. AND THE GREEK WORD THERE IS WHERE THEY GET APOLOGETICS FROM. IT'S NOT TALKING ABOUT YOU MAKING EXCUSES OR APOLOGIZING FOR SOMETHING. IT'S TALKING ABOUT YOU DEFENDING THE FAITH. AND THERE ARE ENTIRE uh, BOOKS AND COURSES ON APOLOGETICS DEFENDING THE ACCURACY OF THE SCRIPTURES. Uh, AND I COULD GO INTO THOSE. I'M GOING TO DO THIS MORE IN THIS OTHER SERIES THAT I DO. BUT YOU'VE GOT TO UNDERSTAND THAT ALL SCRIPTURE IS GOD-BREATHED, THAT PEOPLE WROTE AS THEY WERE MOVED BY THE HOLY SPIRIT. THEY ARE HOLY SCRIPTURES. THIS IS NOT A BOOK FROM MAN. THIS IS A BOOK FROM GOD THROUGH MEN. BUT IT IS ACCURATE. AND I KNOW THERE ARE SOME PEOPLE THAT SAY, WELL, I DON'T, YOU KNOW, THERE'S MISTAKES. THERE'S JUST ALL KINDS OF ERRORS IN THE BIBLE. WELL, SHOW THEM TO ME. AND MOST PEOPLE WHO JUST uh, HAVE ASSUMED THAT, THEY CAN'T SHOW YOU WHERE THESE ERRORS ARE. NOW, I WILL ADMIT THAT THE BIBLE SPELLS MUSIC, THE KING JAMES VERSION DOES, M-U-S-I-C-K. THAT'S NOT A MISTAKE. THAT'S AN OLD ENGLISH SPELLING. AND THAT'S NOT A BIG DEAL. THE ONLY... I'VE HAD PEOPLE POINT OUT THINGS LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, IT SAYS IN um, EXODUS CHAPTER 20, VERSE 13, ONE OF THE TEN COMMANDMENTS IS, THOU SHALT NOT KILL. BUT IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, WHEN JESUS QUOTED THAT, IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 19, VERSE 18, IT SAYS, THOU SHALT DO NO MURDER. AND I'VE LITERALLY HAD PEOPLE, I'VE HAD PREACHERS BEFORE, SEE, IT WAS MISTRANSLATED. IT should have, SHOULDN'T HAVE BEEN THOU SHALT NOT KILL IN EXODUS 20, 13, BECAUSE THAT WOULD FORBID KILLING ANIMALS. Uh, FOR FOOD. THAT WOULD FORBID KILLING PEOPLE IN SELF-DEFENSE. THAT WOULD FORBID CAPITAL PUNISHMENT. THAT WOULD FORBID ALL KINDS OF WAR. AND SO IT DEFINITELY WASN'T TALKING ABOUT THOU SHALT NOT KILL. IT WAS TALKING ABOUT THOU SHALT DO NO MURDER. AND SO THEY WILL SAY, SEE, THE BIBLE ISN'T TOTALLY ACCURATE. YOU GOT TO GO INTO THE GREEK AND HEBREW AND KNOW ALL OF THIS STUFF. BUT LET ME SHARE THIS WITH YOU. THEN IN MARK CHAPTER 10, HE SAYS IN VERSE 19, THOU KNOWEST THE COMMANDMENTS, DO NOT COMMIT ADULTERY, DO NOT KILL, DO NOT STEAL, DO NOT BEAR FALSE WITNESS, DEFRAUD NOT, HONOR THY FATHER AND MOTHER. AND OVER IN LUKE, IT ALSO SAYS THAT. SO MY POINT IS THAT THE SAME WORD THAT IS TRANSLATED, THOU SHALT NOT MURDER IN MATTHEW 19, 18, IT WAS ALSO TRANSLATED KILL IN THESE OTHER PLACES. SO IF YOU THINK THAT, YOU KNOW, 
IN ONE PLACE IT'S TRANSLATED KILL, IN ANOTHER PLACE IT'S TRANSLATED MURDER, THAT THAT PROVES THAT THE BIBLE IS INACCURATE. IT DOES JUST THE OPPOSITE. THE ANSWER TO THIS IS THAT NO ONE WORD IN OUR ENGLISH LANGUAGE CAN CONVEY EXACTLY WHAT GOD WAS SAYING IN THESE OTHER LANGUAGES. HEBREW AND GREEK ARE MUCH MORE DESCRIPTIVE THAN OUR ENGLISH LANGUAGE ARE. LIKE, FOR INSTANCE, THE WORD LOVE. WE SAY, I LOVE MY WIFE. I LOVE MY DOG. I LOVE ICE CREAM. OH, I LOVE THAT JOKE. HOPEFULLY, YOU ARE TALKING ABOUT DIFFERENT DEGREES OF EMOTIONS THAT YOU DON'T LOVE YOUR DOG THE SAME AS YOU LOVE YOUR WIFE OR YOU LOVE ICE CREAM. YOU KNOW, IN THE GREEK LANGUAGE, YOU'VE GOT THE WORD AGAPE OR AGAPEO, AND THEN YOU'VE GOT PHILEO AND YOU'VE GOT EROS. Uh, AGAPE IS A GOD KIND OF LOVE. PHILEO IS A BROTHERLY TYPE OF LOVE, A HUMAN TYPE OF LOVE. EROS IS A SEXUAL LOVE. AND THERE'S OTHER WORDS. THEY'VE GOT MULTIPLE WORDS TO DESCRIBE THE THING THAT THE ENGLISH DESCRIBES WITH ONE WORD, LOVE. AND IT'S THE SAME THING WHEN IT COMES TO WHEN GOD SAID, THOU SHALT NOT KILL. IF HE WOULD HAVE SAID, THOU SHALT DO NO MURDER, DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT WOULD HAVE uh, OPENED UP THE DOOR FOR PEOPLE TO KILL OTHER PEOPLE THROUGH NEGLECT. Uh, FOR INSTANCE, BIG BUSINESSES TO JUST DUMP INDUSTRIAL WASTE. THEY DIDN'T, YOU KNOW, TECHNICALLY MURDER ANYBODY. THE DEFINITION OF MURDER IS TO KILL A PERSON WITH MALICE, A FORETHOUGHT, INTENTIONAL. THEY MAY NOT HAVE DONE IT. It's, IT COULD HAVE BEEN TOTALLY NEGLECT, BUT THAT WOULD VIOLATE WHAT EXODUS CHAPTER 20, VERSE 13 IS TALKING ABOUT. AND SO IF IT WOULD HAVE USED THE WORD MURDER, THAT WOULDN'T HAVE CONVEYED THE THING PERFECTLY. SO IT USED THE WORD KILL, BUT THEN IN THE NEW TESTAMENT, THE WORD MURDER'S THERE. YOU CAN SEE BY CONTINUING TO STUDY THE WORD, THE WORD WILL EXPLAIN ITSELF IF YOU JUST CONTINUE TO READ IT. BUT THERE ARE ACTUALLY SCRIPTURES THAT TALK ABOUT WHEN YOU BUILD A BUILDING, YOUR HOUSE ON THE ROOF, YOU HAVE TO PUT A RAILING AROUND THAT ROOF SO THAT IF SOMEBODY WAS TO WALK UP, THEY HAD FLAT ROOFS AND PEOPLE WOULD USE THE ROOF, YOU KNOW, FOR, uh, I GUESS, LIKE WHAT WE USE, A DECK OR SOMETHING LIKE THAT. THEY WOULD SIT ON THE TOP. AND IF YOU DON'T PUT A RAILING AROUND THAT, AND IF SOMEBODY FELL OFF AND KILLED themselves, YOU HAD TO BE KILLED. IN OTHER WORDS, IT MADE YOU RESPONSIBLE FOR NEGLIGENT HOMICIDE IF IT WAS WITHIN REASON. IF YOU HAD AN ANIMAL THAT HAD GORED A PERSON, THE VERY FIRST TIME IT HAPPENED, YOU WERE FREE. YOU MIGHT HAVE TO KILL THE ANIMAL BECAUSE IT WAS DANGEROUS. BUT IF YOU DIDN'T TAKE CARE OF THAT ANIMAL, IF YOU DIDN'T SHUT IT UP, AND IF IT GORED A PERSON THE SECOND TIME AND KILLED THEM, YOU HAD TO BE KILLED BECAUSE YOU DID NOT RESTRAIN YOUR ANIMAL. SO SEE, THE BIBLE TEACHES THAT THERE IS MORE THAN JUST THOU SHALT NOT MURDER. YOU WERE RESPONSIBLE FOR NEGLIGENT HOMICIDE. YOU HAD TO DO REASONABLE THINGS TO KEEP AND PROTECT OTHER PEOPLE. AND SO THE WORD MURDER DOESN'T CONVEY THE SAME, THE TOTAL THOUGHT. THE WORD KILL DOESN'T CONVEY THE TOTAL THOUGHT. YOU HAVE TO PUT THE TWO TOGETHER. SO I'm, I'M SAYING ALL OF THIS TO SAY THAT I BELIEVE THAT GOD, IN TRANSLATING FROM A LANGUAGE THAT WAS VERY DESCRIPTIVE INTO A LANGUAGE THAT IS LESS DESCRIPTIVE, I BELIEVE THAT HE INSPIRED PEOPLE TO WRITE, THOU SHALT NOT KILL, AND THEN IN MATTHEW CHAPTER 19 TO SAY, THOU SHALT DO NO MURDER, BECAUSE IT'S WHEN YOU PUT THE TWO TOGETHER AND LOOK AT THESE OTHER SCRIPTURES THAT YOU GET THE FULL IMPACT OF WHAT HE'S SAYING. SO ANYWAY, MY ANSWER TO THOSE WHO CLAIM THAT THE BIBLE HAS ALL OF THESE ERRORS IN IT, SHOW THEM TO ME. 
And then if you start trying to show me things like, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder, that's not an error. I believe that that's intentional. I believe that God has preserved the translation. You know, look at it this way, that Jesus quoted from the Old Testament scriptures, but he didn't have the originals. He quoted the Greek Septuagint that was written 500 years after the original documents and 250 years before the time of Jesus. So he wasn't quoting from the originals. He was quoting a translation and he quoted it word for word in Matthew chapter 3 and in Luke chapter 3. And he used the word, the uh, translation of the originals to fight the devil and it worked. You can look at it this way. Paul quoted in, in Galatians chapter 3 from the scripture that says that unto you and your seed he would give this land. And he based the entire teaching on the singular word seed instead of the plural word seeds. So Paul was quoting a translation, the Greek Septuagint, down to a, a single letter not just a word, but a single letter. If they had that confidence in a translation, I believe that God has preserved His Word. And I could go on and on. This uh, teaching that I've told you about that I'm going to do, a biblical worldview, it goes into a lot more detail. But the bottom line is, I believe the Word of God is accurate in every detail because it's changed my life. I have stood on this Word I have seen my son raised from the dead, my wife raised from the dead. I've seen blind eyes open, deaf ears open. Just in the last week, we saw two deaf people heal. We saw people with multiple sclerosis walk. We saw all kinds of miracles. I know that the Word of God is inspired because it's inspired me. I've based my life on it. It's working. It's my testimony. And some of you say, well, I just don't accept that. Well, I, let me say it this way, that until you get better results than what I'm getting and you are dissatisfied because you've prayed and you haven't seen things happen, maybe you ought to consider that it's because you aren't believing properly. And until you get better results than I'm getting, maybe you ought to consider that what I'm saying is true and that the Word of God is absolutely accurate. It is God-breathed. People wrote as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. And if you would put faith in the Word of God the way I had, it would work for you the way it's working for me. I'm out of time, but again, I've got this teaching entitled A Sure Foundation. It's a brand new book. We're also offering my living commentary, which I have not advertised as much as I should. I tell you, it's awesome. It would change your life. Thank you for joining us on today's broadcast of The Gospel Truth and a very heartfelt thank you to all who sow into Andrew Womack Ministries. Your generosity supports the sharing of God's unconditional love and grace to His kids all over the globe. Because of you, people are getting free resources and their lives are being changed. You really are making a difference. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. I'd like to encourage you to get these products that we're offering. This book is brand new on a sure foundation. It is awesome. And this teaching is in CD and in DVD form. And then also, if you want to get the package where we are including our living commentary, that is a download off of our website. And I tell you, I've written footnotes on over 22,000 verses. It would be a real blessing to you. Listen to our announcer and respond today. 
Andrew's teaching titled A Sure Foundation is available in a brand new book for a gift of any amount. This teaching is also available as a CD album recorded live from a Gospel Truth Conference or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Also today, Andrew is relaunching his Living Commentary. This updated Living Commentary is a Bible program for both Mac and PC, which allows you to study through the Bible with Andrew. This one-of-a-kind Living Commentary allows you to regularly download his most recent footnotes and commentary on over 22,000 verses. This redesigned Living Commentary is available as a download for both Mac and PC for a gift of $120 or more, exclusively as a website-only offer on awmi.net. Or you can get the Living Commentary as part of the Assure Foundation package, which includes your choice of either the CD or DVD album, the book, and the Living Commentary. This package has a catalog value of $165, but you can get it today for only $135. Also, today's individual audio CD is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give, but if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. Our helpline number is 719-635-1111. If the lines are busy, remember, you can order ministry materials or become a Grace Partner 24 hours a day, seven days a week at awmi.net. We'd like to point out Andrew's upcoming speaking schedule. Mark your calendars to come meet Andrew at one of these events and let the Word of God transform your life. In the month of April, Andrew will be hosting several events at the Sanctuary in Woodland Park. First, he'll be hosting the annual Karis Bible College Campus Days with Karis instructors Barry Bennett, Carrie Pickett, Greg Moore, Rick McFarlane, Daniel Bennett, and Lawson Perdue. Next, Andrew will be hosting the new musical, David, the King of Jerusalem. And lastly, in April, he'll be hosting a special concert with John Tesh and Dave Bell and the Moment Band. In May, he'll be in Louisville, Texas, Irving, Texas for a Gospel Truth Seminar, and Fort Worth, Texas. Also in May, Andrew will be in Telford, England for the annual UK Grace and Faith Conference with speakers Wendell Parr, John Donnelly, Dominic Burns, and Dwayne Sheriff. For more details on Andrew's next visit in your area, visit our website at awmi.net. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a sneak peek on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is transforming the lives of people around the world. For years, a mysterious sickness plagued the life of 15-year-old Marin, who was wheelchair-bound and in constant pain. Although doctors said her disease was incurable, Marin and her mom followed a stranger's suggestion of checking out Healing School. 
where she heard for the first time that God wanted her well. And just this like boldness rose up on the inside of me. I don't know how to explain it, but just this prompting, like stand up and walk. And in that moment, the ability to feel my body was came back. The ability to know how to move my feet instantly came back and I just started walking and I didn't pass out. I didn't have a seizure. Today, Marin is completely healed. And as a Karis student, uses her story to minister healing to others. To see her full healing journey, visit awmi.net today.